Today is Tuesday, February 27th. The title for our devotional is Honor Christ as Holy. Again, we're covering almost two chapters today, so we're just going to take one big section at a time as we walk through uh, the rest of First Peter in these next two weeks. So here, Peter continues on with his theme of calling Christians to practicing righteousness even if they are persecuted and treated harshly. They are to act like Jesus and not return evil for evil, but to go as far as to bless those who persecute them. First Peter 3, 13-17, he goes on to say, Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. Here again in verse 13, he's speaking proverbially and generally, if Christians are zealous for doing good, who would want to harm them? Generally, this holds true. If someone wants to start a fight with you, and you don't retaliate with sharp comebacks and threats, but bless them instead, they likely won't fight with you. But he's also not naive either. Even if you do good, Christians may still be persecuted, he goes on to say. In those circumstances, then, this is a blessed thing in the sight of God. This is how Jesus was treated. And in the scope of eternity, who can really harm those who are zealous for doing good for God? God's got you, as he said previously in chapter 1. Christians are to fear the Lord, not those who would persecute them. The positive to his negative prohibition, don't fear them or be troubled, is to honor Christ as holy. This is a peculiar phrase that we find elsewhere in the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be your name. This is the primary imperative and is in this oft-quoted verse. We often spend more time on the subsequent phrases, uh, but this seems to be his main point. So prior to mounting a defense of the faith, we must revere Christ the Lord as holy in our hearts. He is to be the one we cherish most. His teaching and his way of life are to be the most sacred things in the Christian life. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy is a quotation from Isaiah 8, 12-13. Peter here inserts Christ into the quote that references Yahweh, thus freely stating that Jesus is God. So, once Christ has been set apart as holy, then Christians are to, quote, always be prepared to make a defense or an apologetic for the reason for the hope that is in you. Hope refers to the hope among believers, that is, their shared belief in the gospel which gives eternal life. Apologetics, an entire Christian field of study, is built on this idea. This field seeks to provide reasonable answers to the questions and challenges that are posed against the Christian faith. Uh, William Lane Craig and his organization, Reasonable Faith, is one of the best I know in the apologetics field. I've linked you to it in the devotional if you wanted to head over there if you're interested in apologetics. Uh, This imperative statement of Peter requires that Christians be able to articulate their faith to someone who doesn't know Jesus. This is still an important matter of discipleship today. We don't have to have all the answers to culture's questions, but we have to be able to articulate why we have hope in the gospel. And again, back to Peter's main idea, if we truly honor Christ the Lord as holy in our hearts, this will be a joyous thing for us to learn and to share the reason for our hope, one that we will do willingly and joyfully. Peter then tells them to give a reason for the hope that they have with gentleness and respect. (laughs) That's key. This is a far cry from the Theo bros who, mostly online, seek to own the other side, which is most often their fellow Christians. 
Sadly, our discourse and our apologetics has missed this teaching, to do this with gentleness and respect. We seek to only win the argument at all costs, instead of focusing on our character of gentleness and respect, while still clearly articulating the truth of the gospel. Again, this will happen if we truly honor Christ the Lord as holy in our hearts. This will produce a healthy reverence for God and love for the person you're talking to. He goes on to say that Christians are to have a good conscience in this process as well. Karen Jobes in her commentary on 1 Peter says this speaks to two issues, walking the talk and talking rightly. <laughs> Christians are to live rightly and maintain integrity. This can't just be an in-the-moment thing. Integrity is built over time with consistent right behavior. Christians are also to speak truthfully in the content they speak. We must articulate the true gospel. This also implies that how Christians articulate the truth must come with a clear conscience as well. Christians are not to seek to humiliate their hearers, but instead in love to share the reason for the hope that they have. This is so that when they are slandered, their integrity will speak for itself. Those who are trying to shame them will in turn be put to shame when their accusations are debunked. In our Ownership 101 course, we talk about God's story and your story. So for reflection time today, I encourage you to write out God's story, which we cover in that course. So if you don't even know where to start, sign up for Ownership 101 at our next conference week. Write out the story of the gospel in 200 words or less then, and then also articulate a elevator pitch uh, for why you believe the gospel. Have a reason for the hope that you have and do so with gentleness and respect and keeping a clear conscience, Peter says. Finally, you can be a brilliant apologist and evangelist and uh, share the gospel winsomely and truthfully and accurately, but if you don't honor Christ the Lord as holy in your heart, it will all be done out of the wrong motives. So begin there. Reflect on your heart. Have you set apart Christ in your heart as the most precious thing in your life?